Welcome back. Yay, <laughs> I'm excited. Episode. I know. I'm super excited for today's episode. I feel like it's going to be a lot of fun and also just like we haven't had a guest on in a while. So I feel like it'll be fun to like, you know, just have a chat. I know. It's been so yeah. long since we've had a guest. I'm so excited. Um, so we have a guest that we actually is from our hometown and I'm super excited to have her on just because I feel like she has like a really cool story and you know, it's interesting to hear someone else's perspective about different things. Um, so we have a guest, her name is Mitali. She has her own business. She went to the same high school as us. Um, so if you want to give us like a, like honestly, like a sentence or two, just like very brief about like maybe your name, introduce yourself and yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Mitali. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited to be here. Um, mm -hmm. Also just like excited to do like the hometown like connection. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me. Um, yeah, pretty much what you said, like we went to the same high school. So just like sharing our stories and sharing more about building a business. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited. So something we do first a lot on our, on our podcast is we'll kind of just recap our week and just mm -hmm. catch up. So we want to do that. Um, Madison, do you want to go first? How's your week been? Yeah. This week, I don't know. Me and Ish literally just saw each other yesterday, so I feel like I it hasn't been. We see, <laughs> we literally I've been getting so much Madison time lately. I'm not yeah. even, like a lot more than usual. I love it. Yeah. But it's been a week of like just work, exploring the city, eating a lot of good food. It hasn't been mm -hmm. too much other than that. What about you? Yeah. Did I? Oh, I, okay, we caught up very recently. So I already talked about going to Chinatown last mm -hmm. time. So I don't think that I've done much this week either. Yeah, last <laughs> and I hung out yesterday. Like <laughs> I know. I don't. I didn't have an exciting week. We hung out yesterday and then, yeah, just been working. That's mm -hmm. it. What about Natalia, you, Have you done anything exciting? Um, Just, yeah, a lot of work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but exciting, exciting things like, you know, a lot of good meetings and stuff this week. Um, very little sleep, so that's a no-go, but yeah, hopefully we'll catch up this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I started Outer Bank season three this week. Okay, that's, that's fair. That I yeah, that's I, oh, I didn't even realize that it came out until like last night. I was just like browsing, but I need to So that. I wasn't going to watch it. Vitaly, have you watched any of this previous I season? haven't, but okay. I was going to say I'm watching Shrinking on Apple okay. TV Plus. It's really, okay. really, really good. Yeah. Okay. I've heard good things about that. But I was mm -hmm. I'm kind of indifferent about Outer Banks. Like I didn't love the first couple seasons. So I wasn't gonna watch it. Then my roommate and I were cooking lunch yesterday and we were bored. So we're like, should we just put it on? And it's I'm hooked already. I'm gonna finish the whole season. <laughs> I was like, oh why did I do this? I know. I yeah. Know. Okay. So we kind of wanted to go a little bit into like um, since we went to the same high school and like, I feel like our high school was so big, you know, it honestly, you know, some people, but you don't know everyone. Um, we wanted to, I guess, see like, how do you feel like a lot of what you learned from high school? Cause kind of like shaped how you are now and how you've kind of like moved from there. We're getting right into yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I should just quickly add, this is really funny um, for anyone who's like, going to listen, is that when you guys like reached out and we're like, let's do the podcast together. And then we had like a Transcendence launch party. And I was like, hey, right now is really busy, but you guys should come to the launch party. And then when I met Ishka in person, I was like, so like, where did you grow up? 
And she's like, oh, I, I also went to SV. And I was like, oh my God, I had no idea. Because <laughs> like, our high school is so big. So yeah. Um, yeah, definitely a really, really big high school and graduating classes. So mm-hmm. you don't know everyone. Um, okay, that is an interesting question. I think that maybe the choices I made though in high school have really shaped me. I don't know about the high school in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, that's yeah. kind of a big answer. That's mm-hmm. a good point. I think also going back to your previous comment, me and Asa always have this conversation where I feel like I was in a bubble in our high school in terms of who I knew. Like I will always meet people or find out people from our high school, and I will not have any idea. Who no, they are. yeah. Um. So that, and then I also think it's really interesting because we all grew up in the same hometown, but even doing that, you can have such different experiences and perspectives, you know, mm-hmm. even ha- having largely a very similar, like, environment, but then having different mindsets and kind of journeys afterward. I think it's really interesting to kind of dive into that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. How do you think, like, you're saying, like, your choices that you made in high school kind of transformed you into kind of how you are now or kind of led you to become how you are now so have you always been someone who's you know like inspired to start their own thing um was always like that um Um, kind of so I think like I always like I like just like really like complicated problem solving so like in high school that lend itself to like taking these like difficult like stem classes um but I remember the summer um, of like between junior and senior year of high school, I actually went to this like entrepreneurship uh, summer incubator, like summer camp. And I was at that time, I was like debating between um, going down like the entrepreneurship path in college Mm -hmm. or because I had taken all these STEM classes. I was like, maybe I want to do something more like hands on building. um, So like engineering. And yeah, I just like went through that and was like entrepreneurship in and of itself. Like I feel like as a as like coursework can't teach you anything because mm-hmm. you only learn by doing. So I was like, I want to like go down the path of like learning a bunch of really complicated shit. Sorry, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but learning really complicated stuff and then like just going out into the world after and deciding what I would want to build. So I think yeah. I kind of always knew also because I like hate rules and a lot of structure and like I like doing my own thing so I figured it would happen eventually just probably not this soon in my life yeah (laughs) that's so interesting to hear that perspective because I feel like we went to a high school that was very focused on like education and like going to college and like doing a certain path or just like it was very competitive in that way I well at least I felt that way um and it was like really different to like have different opinions of what you wanted to do outside of out after high school like if you wanted to do something creative I feel like I remember like I always wanted to go to art school but I never did because I felt like it was so different than what like literally everyone else wanted to do so yeah that's that's super interesting yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree I think there are um really limited paths exposed to you and then you're like oh if you're like a high performing student you would do x y or z and that's mm-hmm. kind of what's presented to you so yeah, if you, I mean, I wouldn't even categorize myself as a creative person, but yeah, you're like a great example. You're like, I'm a creative person. I'm really good. Like, you're great at vlogging, honestly. You're really good at vlogging. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, no one, no one's going to like care about that in high school. How am I going to like tap into that? But mm, yeah. then you like go out into the world and there's like literally infinite opportunities of what you can actually do with your life. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. something I feel like I'm struggling with too now. And I think a lot of us are. Uh, maybe like after even college, it's kind of like, okay, I had this path that I've always been on. And now you're starting to second guess it. You know, you're like, is this 
is this really what I want to be doing? And I, again, like going off what Manasa said, I do think it was a very specific environment that I grew up in. It was competitive. I think a lot of like, it was very, again, very brown. A lot of the culture was very like, I don't know. Education focused. Yes, education based. You're going to do a certain type of career. You're going to have a certain type of career path at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think it's kind of interesting, though. I don't know that I inherently find found it very like education focused. I think it was very like results oriented because people are like driven out of fear. You know, like it's like, oh, like I don't want my son or daughter to like not be good enough. And that's like or like it's like a fear based mentality. But it's like how many people um, like that was like a really big thing in my household. Like it's like, what did you learn today? And like, mm. that's like a really important question because that prioritizes the education you're having as opposed to like, I mean, are you getting good enough grades? You know, and yeah. like that fully changes like how much you place value on like the learning. Yeah, mm. Wait, I, I really love that. That's, yeah, I really love because that. it's yeah. like, what are you actually learning? Like so many times you get an A, but did you actually even learn anything or you just know how to take a test really well? So that's why. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said it really well in terms of results because I think as someone who – like can be like it's an anxious person and especially when it comes like I felt like that manifested in me early on very much in academics and yeah the results focused nature of of the American education system but also where we grew up I think did not help at all with that mm-hmm. in terms For of like sure. okay it doesn't matter how you're getting there or what you're doing you just need to get the grade mm-hmm. which is really true yeah yeah <laughs> I guess like one good thing I guess about about like where we grew up is like I think although it was like super competitive I think at least for me it like pushed me to like get that like hardworking mentality or like wanting to do more mentality and I feel like it you know surrounded ourselves with like people who are like maybe more high achieving because you know your environment like plays a huge part into how you act like if you were around like a lot of lazy people you would inherently become lazy so it's like really nice in that way to like be surrounded by people who like want to do bigger things yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and also I also just thought of this I think that something I had to unlearn in college and I'm honestly still working on unlearning this is and this is I think also maybe a little bit of like my household specifically it's the idea of working smarter and not harder I don't think I understood that until a lot later in my educational career I think growing up especially mm-hmm. throughout like until 12th grade and and in college and again I, I'm still like unlearning this because very much it doesn't like the longer you study the longer you're sitting there working on something the better and <laughs> and obviously that's not true mm, but I think yeah. like that manifested like in in college too where I'd be like I felt like I would take so long to do an assignment and then I realized that it made me feel like I was doing more like I, I just like conditioned myself to mm-hmm. take longer to do it even though I didn't have to mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. yeah, I think also, so I, I, I'd love to hear about your guys's like college experience in terms of like classes and stuff. Um, for me personally, I, I had a lot like very much the opposite experience, I'd say from like, a lot of people when they like go from maybe our high school or like high school similar to us to college, where I mean, partially due to like the ridiculous, like I chose a very difficult major. And that was okay. like my own choice and my own doing. So like I went to mm-hmm. UIC, which all the way is like, in the middle of nowhere and it was not the vibe <laughs> for me. You hear that yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> not the vibe yeah. for me. And then did computer engineering and it's like very, like very intense. Like I, I already was like, oh, we're doing pretty complicated things in high school. I'm taking these like 
crazy math classes like I should be good to go like freshman year I get in there and I'm like what the fuck is this like and it's just like four years nonstop, like really intense like you don't really have a life like you I would like wake up it's so sad to even say that like this but like you kind of have this weird camaraderie with all your friends in the major now because like you went through that shit together you know but Mm -hmm, like yeah, yeah you wake up first thing on a Sunday morning you like how quickly can you get ready and like get over to like the computer engineering building and like get all your shit done and stay up really late to do all these labs. And like, you just keep working and sometimes you like still just keep failing. Mm -hmm. So I left college and there's like a wave of relief and like I went off, like, and when I was working my first job, I was like, this is pretty chill, honestly. Like, so I thought (laughs) for a while, like, okay, this is cool. Maybe I'll do that. Like, maybe I will like do this for a while until eventually you know things change but yeah I want to hear more about your guys' college experience yeah wait can I ask really quick how did you kind of choose that major uh and how yeah. did you yeah how did that how did you come up with that decision yeah I think um part of it was like I think so so I did computer engineering specifically or like electrical mm-hmm. computer engineering because mm-hmm. one I liked a lot of like hands-on building like I liked like okay. building a circuit prototyping designing um and cool. I thought like yeah, like, I thought it'd be cool. Like, mm-hmm. I like, like, all the, like, IoT shit. Like, you know, when you're, like, phone connects to the lights mm-hmm. and the music and, like, all that stuff. So I was, like, okay, in high school, I'd worked on stuff like that and yeah. knew that, okay, that could lend itself to that. Yeah. And I also, a little part of me was, like, okay, I think, like, 10% of women end up in, like, career paths that are, like, hardware-oriented. So right. I was, like, yeah, I'll fucking yeah. show them. Like, this yeah. is, like, important. Yeah, <laughs> like, I need to be there. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so something that's, like, really hard that you could, like, change dialogue around I was like that's yeah I just I figured also like if you do something really technically complicated and you like have that under the belt that you like go out in the world and you can like do anything so I think I think it's true it definitely holds up but it was like horrendously difficult like hardest four years of my life wow okay (laughs) okay yeah I'm trying to think about my college experience Masa what do you how do you think yours was hmm well when I first went to college I like actually wanted I went in with the idea that I wanted to be a nutrition major. I didn't even apply to the business school. Oh my gosh, school. no way. I like, yeah. didn't want to do it at all. And then I I transferred into the business school after because like I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I feel like it was just like a very broad thing to do. Like if you don't know what to do, you just do business. Um, I do think it was rigorous in the way of like, I do think we had a lot of schoolwork, but it was a lot of like running around and like doing like professional stuff I think yeah I think a lot of our time was spent like going from one thing to this networking event to this networking event and doing a lot a lot of that and I think that just like comes with being in business um so it wasn't I did spend a lot of hours studying because I was a lot like Ishika I would sit in the library for like 13 (laughs) hours um but it was a lot of just running around and talking. I don't think I've ever talked that much in my life. Like I went from being a very <laughs> shy person to just like I could talk to a tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I think when I look back at college, I think I don't think of my classes. I think yeah. of a lot of the like extracurricular outside organizations that I was a part of, which I was very lucky. I think also like I me and Masa have said that we went to a college very close to where we grew up and a lot of people that we knew went to college together I mean we knew each other from high school for example mm-hmm. so I think I tried to make a very conscious effort to just like meet new people a little bit because I was very scared mm-hmm. of it uh of it feeling very similar you know and not feeling like I'm in college feeling like an extension of high school mm-hmm. so I think I was super involved which I 
anyone I meet who's starting like college or when my brother is two years younger than me when he joined, I tell everyone like get involved because for me it was the best thing that mm-hmm. I did. But I think I definitely look back and think of my clubs. And again, I think in the moment I was so stressed about academics, but it's funny because I don't think about it looking back, yeah. right? <laughs> so, um, and you're right, Moss is right. I think a lot of going to an undergrad business school is a, like a lot of networking and a lot of like constantly, yeah, not yeah. interviewing, but you know, in a way like constantly, like I guess almost interviewing, like constantly mm-hmm. sh- like when you're at networking Showing events up. or like, yeah, or yeah. like, companies are always coming in and even in the orgs that you're doing like we were in a business fraternity so it's very much like kind of interviewing um yeah but when I look back also I always think that I never really like getting into business I I don't think I fully chose it I think I just was like okay I guess I'll do this Mm -hmm. um so I do wish I maybe majored like did a double major I've always wished I kind of did one thing outside of the business school that and thought about a little bit more about what I wanted to major in instead of just like going with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, to be fair though, how is like anyone going to really know that at like 17? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Her brain is I still say. developing. It still is. <laughs> yeah. I, I find it really wild that if you decide to like be a doctor, for example, it's like a decision you made when you're 17 that you're like in it for the next 10 years. Yeah. I'm like, I'm shocked by that. Like the conviction to do that. Yeah. So one yeah. of my best yeah. one of my best friends growing up, our dad's our best friends. She is currently in medical school. She kind of like again always kind of knew it. And when I talk to her now, she will always tell me like, "Yeah, I'm so happy I did this, but I never ever thought about the alternatives." And she's like, "Now sometimes <laughs> I'll sit there and be like, did I really have to do it this way? Like, was there another option for me?" But it's like she's already done that path. But I do think yeah. you're so right. Mm-hmm. It's such a it's a big decision that you make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like we live our lives still not knowing what we want to do, like so many years down down the mm-hmm. line. That it's like it's crazy to even make that really stern decision when we're so young. Yeah, yeah. Because I still don't know what I'm doing, and that's totally fine. <laughs> I still don't know what I'm doing either. <laughs> I also think it's like good to like allow yourself to change. Like when I made yeah. the transition, it was like a huge like you're like you're like grappling with your ego, and you're sitting there yes. like, who am I? What do I want to be? Like. I made this choice. Is this going against that choice? Yes. Stuff? But like, if you just don't give a shit and you're like, I'm allowed to change, yeah. then you'll be like more quick to make that jump, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like, why, yeah. Would the wor- why would the world give us so many opportunities if we were just going to sit here and just do one thing? Why not just try everything yeah. else? Yeah. yeah. That's so true. Yeah. That's really true. I do mm-hmm. think I'm not like quarter life crisis. I wouldn't say crisis, but I do. I now understand why people say that. Like when I was, I was like, I always think I used to be like, what? You're 25. Like, okay. But now I get it. Like I'm turning 24 yeah. this year. And I'm like, okay, I understand the confusion. I also feel similarly. But I think that's really good advice. I do think, and I, and I think especially in this time in life, the way you view yourself as an adult is different. You're going to have different values. You're going to care about different things and like again you're allowed to change I I really like that Mm -hmm. idea I think the fun part of being in your 20s is also you're just like a lot more confident about things and it's like you can make these decisions and like do things for yourself which you probably wouldn't have done before because I think confidence really grows with age um and like not caring about what other people think so it's like a lot a lot of fun in that way because you're just like doing whatever and you're not really caring about what anyone Mm -hmm. else thinks 
yeah yeah i also think you have less to risk right now which is kind of nice right like for sure it's, yeah it's mm-hmm. easy to just be like never mind and do something else and like <laughs> the, and that's that's a cool part about it but it's so overwhelming as well where it's like mm-hmm. what i can do i can do anything but i think the older <laughs> and the more time goes by you have more responsibility and then all these mm-hmm. people will rely on you and there's mo- so many more things to think about so that's a cool part i think of also of of this time in life where you can do whatever you want to do yeah yeah I actually I was gonna say on that note like note my so through some of my friends I found out about this like nonprofit called character lab I mean it's run by this woman who's like a boss ass like her name's Angela Duckworth and she like it's all about um curating like and like content let's say not necessarily but like principles and research and data-driven research about education and children's confidence and how you cultivate just like a, a holistic let's say like holistic confidence in like the way you're like nurturing mm-hmm. a child so that regardless of socioeconomic status so that they're like set up for the world to have a lot of grit and positive I like, love that. opportunity and she has yeah. this thing called paramecium principle which mm-hmm. is just like paramecium's go around like sampling a bunch of different things and then they grow and they grow so mm-hmm. like she says like using that principle in your 20s where like you just try a bunch of different things because like you can really excel at something as opposed to staying somewhere and like being kind of like okay at it because you feel like you're committed to that Mm -hmm. so that's like also something really neat I think like it's so underrated like you don't have to like commit your whole life to something when you're 22 and be like unhappy Mm -hmm. doing it but maybe you take a chance on like three things and the fourth thing really lands and you're like holy shit I'm really good at this I really like the impact it has on people and I can see this really getting somewhere so yeah it's like also a thing I like a lot I love what was the what was it called again, the organization you said? Um, Character Lab. I, I don't Character know if she still Lab. runs it, but okay. yeah, you can like look that up. You'll, you'll I will, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> That's super cool. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to shift more into like your business and your story mm-hmm. with that. Um, what is Transcendence and what does it like stand for and how did it like originate? Like how did you even think of this idea? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Transcendence Coffee, like quick blurb is like, socially conscious globally influenced flavored coffee so mm-hmm. um we me and my business partner and lisa like started it because we were like really good friends in college we had worked together like on a lot of those late night labs and like we knew we worked really well together and then we mm-hmm. also were both baristas at mm-hmm. a campus coffee shop so that's where like the whole love for coffee came yeah and then when i was like out living i was living in california for a while like post-college and I would just coffee shop surf a lot. And mm-hmm. when I was doing that, I would kind of just be like, hey, what specialty like drinks do you have? And yeah. kind of just go around to all these like one-off coffee shops. And a lot of the smaller ones, like as you know, for, like just living in New York, have just like way more unique flavors. They'll be like, oh, oh we yeah. make this like clove cardamom syrup that's like mm-hmm. in our house latte. And be like, okay, yeah, like let me try that. So I kept doing that enough. And I was like, oh, it's interesting that you like can't find this at scale but you can find like vanilla syrups everywhere. So it's like, what if like you could just take these really like really unique flavors that you just see one off on a seasonal menu that baristas are making in house mm-hmm. every morning and just like bring that to coffee shops everywhere and kind of like rewrite the narrative of like this very like stale category. Like we just mm-hmm. see vanilla caramel hazelnut over and over again. So that was like, that was kind of how it started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so bringing amazing. That, yeah. Bringing that like a, 
unique flavor to like everywhere yeah. I feel like is so fun. Cause like even this morning I went to go get coffee in the morning and I had this like maple, like spice latte. And I feel like you just can't find that everywhere. You have to like go to that specific exactly. place and it's like, sometimes you're craving it and you just can't, you can't go all the way there just to get that specific <laughs> thing. Um, mm-hmm. So that's super cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I also, again, I'm I'm not the biggest coffee drinker. I definitely think because I, growing up, I was not supposed to drink caffeine, so I think I never really got into coffee. I'm definitely a big tea drinker, but I do think also, like I've heard, I think I don't think Americans were known for maybe being the most innovative in coffee. So I think that's really cool, <laughs> um, in general to like I don't know to to make that more exciting and more, especially for our generation. I think we're a lot more, um, how do I say this? Like exploratory, kind of looking for a lot more. Um, like flavors and open to trying new things so that's really cool mm-hmm. definitely how did you think of like the branding and the logo of it all like what made you I think sometimes it's a journey like, yeah. yeah like when me and Ishika were thinking about the name of this podcast and like what we wanted to look like we like sat for a while and like yeah. we're trying to think of it the took name us a while yeah it took us a while yeah yeah. 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 So honestly, no, it, it did. Like Lisa is like the creative genius behind it. Like we, mm-hmm. we definitely did, did the, the things that you'd expect, like mood forward, Pinterest boards, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. we yeah. did a whole doc on like know your customer and like what are yeah. the typography and colors, like all that stuff. We, we did a lot of like research before we even like came up with it. Mm-hmm. But I think she like really honed in on this idea again, that like, w- like Gen Z is the up and coming primary consumer and Mm. we also wanted to change a category that like is very stale and arguably a little bit pretentious like it's a little Mm. like oh italian coffee or specialty Mm. coffee if you don't drink black coffee you don't drink real coffee right so Mm. we're like okay here's an opportunity to one off create new offerings in a specific category but then also mm-hmm. just make it fun and like really mm-hmm. approachable and then yeah i think especially because we're doing international flavors um it's typically like siloed into like you know the global aisle at the grocery store or something or mm-hmm. it's not given the attention or like the two true like tribute to what the flavor is so we we're like mm-hmm. okay we want to do the true tribute in big fat letters and then we also want it to be like really playful and fun so it's like wait what is this like very approachable bottle this is adorable yeah. what is indian gulab jamun i've never heard of it yeah. what's algerian yeah. baklava i've never heard of it and then yeah. it kind of like creates more dialogue so that yeah. was like the consumer behavior mm-hmm. we're thinking about yeah, yeah. being gen z I think yeah. the biggest thing is it does it look cute? Like when I go to a, yeah. <laughs> like when I yeah. go to like pick up wine, I like don't really know anything about wine, so I'll just pick up the one that has the cutest packaging. I'm like, this is definitely cute. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think especially if you're if you were to see you know see something for the first time in a grocery store, like a lot of the time you don't really know the contents yet. You're, you're basing mm-hmm. it off of a first look, and we do do that. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I also want to ask a little bit more about, okay, so you you kind of realized I, I, we, there's this need maybe out there, and there's something I'm passionate about. How did you kind of decide to like, make the jump kind of fully uh, like focus on transcendence and commit? Because I think that's also kind of scary, right? To, to fully decide to do something for yourself. And how did that journey play out I guess yeah okay here's actually a pretty funny story <laughs> I love so stories I, <laughs> so I was working I was working at Apple like I was in Cupertino I was like okay. doing what like what like a good kid would do after yes. graduating with a degree a good Indian girl would do yeah good. yeah <laughs> <laughs> better, like I'm doing well for myself yeah California mm-hmm. is beautiful like all the good things right and then right. like mm-hmm. It's also, I graduated like right when the pandemic hit. So like 
it was sweet. Like me and like a bunch of friends all like lived together in like a huge Airbnb out in California and like quarantined together. Mm-hmm. And we're like all working at these like big tech companies. And yeah. it was like very similar lives, just like all in a bubble. And like mm-hmm. California is all like the Bay Area is already a bubble. And then we had this house as a bubble. And like I realized everyone else like actually seemed like pretty like happy or content. Like my my friends like seemed ha- mm-hmm. happy or content to be like making good money and like working on something that had pretty good work life balance. And I'm just like a very passionate person. So like after like six months, I was like I'm I'm bored. <laughs> like this yeah. is like not interesting. I was I was working on like the iPad, so I kept like. I was working on one iPad, then I was working on the next iPad and I was working like, and like, how much does it really change? I'm not working on like revolutionary technology, right? Like if I was making the first iPhone, it would be insane. I would that would be crazy. Cause yeah. that would be super cool. Right. I think the time place and like the specific function you're serving makes a huge difference in like your, mm-hmm. your yeah. job. Yeah. So I like, I was like, I don't, I'm like 23. I don't care about work-life balance. Like I'm here cause I want to like learn some shit and I want to build some cool shit. And I just didn't feel that. So I was like, Maybe yeah. actually I'm not like a big company person. Like maybe a startup is more my speed. Yeah. I can wear a bunch of hats. I can talk to a lot of people like, cool. So I start recruiting for like a million different, like also tech startups. And then, mm-hmm. then I like somehow got into a call with like a VC firm that like does tech stuff. And then they were like, okay, we're not hiring for this position anymore, but you seem like based on like a lot of the stuff you said, you seem like you're really into coffee you should go mm-hmm. interview with this coffee company. Like that's a startup. Oh, so I interviewed cool. with them. And so when I was interviewing with them, I had this like fat, like five, six page doc that like I had written from just like preparing for the interviews. And like, I had like maybe four, five, six interviews. And I was yeah. like, or like rounds of interviews that went over like a month. And I was like, yeah. okay, cool. Nailed it. They gave me really positive feedback. Everything was good. I quit like gave my two weeks notice I I was like ready to be out the door though I was already one foot out the door like dying to leave and so I was like okay two weeks notice gave everything sold my car like I full I was like (laughs) I'm done and then my last day in California I get this like email from the recruiter like actually super kind of unprofessional but it was like hey like we're scrapping the position um, sorry like peace out like basically we're reorging scrapping the position peace out Uh the end with peace out Wait, they no, no, no. They I'm no. just like, that was like the gist <laughs> of it. And then, sorry, sorry. It wasn't actually like peace out, but like that yeah. was basically what it was. And I was yeah. like, hey. And I was like, I could tell they really needed someone in that kind of like role or yeah. like mm-hmm. that kind of, yeah, like just something to like serve that type of role. So I was like, hey, maybe you're scrapping this position, but like, do you still need that kind of role filled? I'd be like happy to like look for like alternatives because I was like really tied at that point to then working on something in the coffee yeah. industry. I was like mm-hmm. really into it. And I could tell how like, excited I was even for the interviews which like who gets excited for interviews so I was like mm-hmm. these are good signs I'm interested so then I came back home to Jersey and I was like well I have all these docs and then I had these like ideas that I had like pitched to them mm-hmm. yeah. so I actually kept like recruiting and then I like was like just combing through these docs and then I came up with this idea so I was like all right I'm just gonna play around with it at home it's like low stakes so I was like I'll yeah. play around with it at home I called Lisa and I hadn't talked to her like since graduating college so, like a year later I'm like hey I have this idea, like no idea if it like what it's really going to be, but like, would you want to do it? She was like, Hey, yeah. Like, how are you doing? But yeah, like, let's yeah. Do it. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> so yeah. Was, like, yeah. That was like happening. And then I just was like, wait, if I'm going to build this, like I have to build it in New York. Like New York is the place to build it. So then I, when I finished recruiting, I had finally gotten a job that was like, you know, it was somewhat more interesting, but they were like, you have to move back to California. I was like, no, I'm moving to New York. <laughs> and they were like, 
they were like, no, you like, you can't. And I was like, okay. So then I started negotiating. I'm like, I'll fly out there once a month. if you <laughs> And then they get back to me like two days later. And they're like, no. And they're like, I was like, okay, I'll fly out once a week. If you let me. They're like, no, you can't. You just like, I'm sorry, but you can't live in New York. And then I'm like, okay, I don't want this job then. So I like just declined it. And then like, I flipped the switch. I was like, okay, I'm going to move to New York. and I'm just going to build this. I'm like, I'm going to see what happens. And I think I was like, Whoa, okay. I'll give myself a year. I have enough savings to like fund this. And like, we'll mm-hmm. see if it's going well, I can like raise some capital off of it. And if it's not, then I'll be like, okay, cool. I ran a startup for a year and then I'll like yeah. move on to the next yeah. thing. Yeah. Regardless, you <laughs> yeah. learn a lot, even if it doesn't end up going in the way. Yeah, you exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I know, and wow. I think we tend, I, I always say we tend to regret <laughs> things that we didn't do. More than that we did yeah, do, right? You you sure. never live with that what if, which I think is very important. I have goosebumps yeah. from that story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it is, you know, it takes a lot to like take a big risk and like just like put yourself out there. But I, I've seen some of my friends in the city do that, like move to the city with like nothing and like wanting to become like full-time content creators and they've just done it. Because like when you yeah. put <laughs> all your eggs in this one basket and don't really give yourself that plan B, you're like, this yeah, is any other options. Yeah. I'm going to make this work. And having that in your mind, like you just like subconsciously just like really work towards it and like make it your life kind of thing. Yeah, I know. I, I fully agree. I was like, I, I think I won't like give it my all. And I think my parents were super on board with that, which is just also like super lucky, super privileged, mm-hmm. super lucky. But they were like, they were like, yeah, like don't. And even now, sometimes I'm like, there'll be hard days. And like, I can like call my mom and dad. I'll be like, like, what's yeah. happening? Like, yeah. is it like, am I even doing the right thing? Like, whatever. And they're like. I'm like, should I do something else? Or like, should I do something on the side? And they're like, no. Like, if they're like, do you like, do you want to get sidelined and sidetracked and then kind of fall off this like thing you're building? Like, do you want to really build it? And it's like about powering through those like little humps. So mm-hmm. I think I agree. I think the plan B, it does work for some people because like, they're like, I just want to like be able to continuously fund it and like mm-hmm. not have the stress. But I think there's an aspect to like, hey, here's the budget I made. This actually works if I'm willing to do it. It's just mm-hmm. going to be hard. And then being like no backups, just full send and see how it goes. And like I think that really works wow. for me. Yeah, it's really cool. So I think you kind of you just touched on kind of your parents, and I wanted to kind of dive into maybe how like your support system or how did people around you, your family, kind of feel about that leap? I think sometimes, obviously, like we said, it's scary uh, to, to do something unknown. And also, I think a lot of these a lot of like views on something like this, I think, come with how we grew up, like maybe how we view money and all this stuff so kind of how was that experience um kind of telling them and you kind of mentioned they're supportive but can you talk a bit more about that yeah I think um I like I I think if I like can encourage any of my friends to do this I always do too but I think like I try to use the principle and I think they do too of the idea that like if they like sacrifice so which is like the this is like a common trope right like they yes. sacrifice so much where yes. like children of immigrants and like mm-hmm. they yeah. maybe like they both like worked jobs that maybe aren't like their like dream passion of life totally. but they like work these jobs like supported us like like also it's like a privilege to have your parents like pay for college like that like all these things right like mm-hmm. and coming out of that like they're my parents were like we did that so like you wouldn't do the exact same thing like you now are on a step function <laughs> exactly of, like, you yeah. have the opportunity to don't just work a job for someone else like create something build something like build a team like build an idea like mm-hmm. I okay. think they were like encouraging of that because like if anything, like I've been given the privilege to like not do like not do that exact same thing. So I think like there's just there's a lot of like guilting and like shame around mm-hmm. the idea that like, you know, like in order for you to have like been successful, 
you like graduate from college and you like just make a lot of money and you work for mm-hmm. like some company that's like prestigious right but like I, it's kind of funny my mom was like I knew you'd quit like she was like I thought you quit earlier honestly she was like that's like it's not fulfilling and like it's like yeah. not what you want to do right like I think there's too much conversation around like oh, okay like now I could like I don't know maybe go somewhere and like brag about my kids but you could also like brag about the fact that like hey I did all this stuff so that like my kids could do something even better like mm-hmm. you know so like something on their own terms so like I feel like if you frame it in the way that it's like I've been given this opportunity and it would be like a waste mm-hmm. of the privilege and opportunity to not do that as opposed mm-hmm. to it's my obligation to make a lot of money so that my parents are like proud of me it's like so yeah. so different so super different yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> I think you bring up a, a good point but I think sometimes it kind of shows up differently in immigrant parents when you're talking about okay For we, sure. strugg- we struggled mm-hmm. a lot so you so you don't have to but then I think the way it, it kind of ends up being sometimes it's like so then why don't you do something safe why are you struggling to I did all the all right. this right mm-hmm. so it's it's so I think first of all it's so so cool that your parents were accepting of that because I feel like it's so much easier when you have that support yeah. like like For having sure. to fight that I think is a very hard yeah it's a very a hard thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot easier when when the people you love run board Yamasa so what were you gonna say no I was saying I've listened to so many like entrepreneur podcasts where like a lot of like big business owners will come on and talk about their journey and like your support system is like literally the most important thing like you're gonna have so many times where you're gonna get beat down especially when you're doing something so hard and if you don't have the people to like motivate you or like keep pushing you past those really difficult moments because ourselves can only do so much at a point yeah (laughs) Um, Yeah. and like we're like yeah what was that thing where like that five people like have a really mm-hmm. impact in your life, the five closest people. So like if you have those Definitely. five really <laughs> supportive people around you, it's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like your parents were very, how do I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but like you're talking about how also when you went to school, they were very focused on learning and less on, less on maybe traditional means of success, which I think yeah. is so important. And I think, and that's a great way to raise, to raise your, children I think that's a really great mentality to have yeah I really think so mm-hmm. yeah especially in our lives yeah also like, I tried to use this on like cousins oh sorry Monica, no 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 go 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 <laughs> no like I feel like if there's like any cousins or relatives or friends yeah. that are like my parents are like oh okay like here's like a co- really common thing like oh like I did like I'm just this is like a random example like I'm yeah. just making pulling this out but like or like I did like I don't know like civil engineering instead of cs and my parents were like upset with me because (laughs) i'm not gonna like make as much money as blah 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 and like i've heard like 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 different like like even like on like distant aunts and uncles like complain to me about their like kids Kids, i'm like first of all what is going on here and second of all like so then i always pose this like very similar to something i said before this like thing at hand which is like it's like you just start off a lot higher but like to really thrive and succeed, even like in terms of building financial wealth, like you kind of taper off at a certain point because performance ends up being how ultimately ends up being how much you care and how much you're like willing to solve difficult problems totally. and how much you can like architect something bigger. So yes. I'm like, yeah, you might start here, but like, what if like your son or daughter actually like really fucking love civil engineering, which first of all, what's wrong with that? Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like it, they might like start off a little lower, but like they just like rise and then it kind of like is like this, you know? Yes. So I'm like you, if you see like a long-term graph of the success that person can have, not just in terms of their own fulfillment, but mm-hmm. even the things you care about, which is like, okay, you might be worried about financial scarcity, but I think they actually are going to do pretty damn well for themselves if you zoom out a little bit. So like saying that, I feel like, 
I love saying that to people because I also am like, you should think a little bit about what you're saying before you're saying that. <laughs> yeah. And like, don't talk about your kids like that. But it's, like, yeah. it's really important to yeah. like change the dialogue. Like, I think anytime I have the opportunity to change the dialogue, I try to because it's like, I love that. We don't want to yeah. like keep perpetuating that. I agree. Yeah. Yes. I love that because like, it's so true. If you really love something, you're going to want to like put in a lot of effort. And I think a lot of the times when we're all in like the corporate world and we're doing something that we don't really mm-hmm. want to do, the motivation to like want to put in that effort is so low because you're like doing something that you don't like literally don't even want to do. But like seeing you like are so passionate about your business, like you want to put in the effort and like keep moving forward because it's something that you love and see the future in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Again, I was going to say too, going off what Masa said, I really like how you phrase that. I think as someone who like currently like me and Masa are both also, obviously, like very recently in, in our career journey, and mm-hmm. I'm someone who's also very much like figuring it out. I think sometimes I struggle with feeling like I'm not doing a good enough job because I don't care enough about what I'm doing. And I think, oh, totally. Of, right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think I've not always, but for a lot of my life, I've defined myself on how much effort I put into something. Like, I, mm-hmm. the thing I know about myself is I'm going to put effort into it. And then when mm-hmm. it's hard to do that because you don't care, it makes it makes me feel like, like worse about myself like it takes a hit to my self-confidence because I don't feel like I'm Mm -hmm. operating at what I could be operating at or like really doing everything I could be doing and putting my all into it which I've always Mm kind of like patted myself on so I think that's really a good point yeah (laughs) and then I was also Sorry, oh, Masa. Go ahead. <laughs> I was also gonna You're just say, so like, excited to keep learning. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. Yeah. Um, I was also gonna say, uh, I like that the what you're saying about like this idea of looking at the longer term graph. I think something I notice in my parents as well is that maybe they don't realize how many options are out there because they didn't have so Definitely. many options. Mm-hmm. They had to a lot more selfish so now even if I try to talk to my dad about like even within corporate America right like let's like maybe taking a job where I would make a little bit less money and like it's he's taken some time to understand that concept like for him obviously he can't like yeah be happy but I think he like for him he doesn't fully get like why would you give up something that's so safe and I think they didn't get get to be as selfish as we get to be yeah. yeah that yeah that's definitely true yeah well not not out here villainizing no no, like, no, like, no they just no. don't even have the same like opportunities yeah. yeah i agree and i think that's why our generation is going to be such good parents i i believe this with <laughs> such conviction because like i think that we have a perspective and this empathy that's like i think is so great i think we're able mm-hmm. to see things from a different perspective i think at least most most of us obviously i i think our generation is going to be very good parents yeah Masa, what were you going to ask before I like really wanted to know, I guess, when you're talking about your business, did you ever hit like points that were like, I guess like what were your like biggest obstacles that you might have faced with, you know, this journey? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we were like in a recession. So fundraising <laughs> yeah. was like not as easy as it maybe was a few years ago. So I think mm-hmm. that was like probably the biggest obstacle. But like now we're just like, we'll try to do more with less like it's just a change in mentality and like also try to that just means it's going to take longer to get to the same goals Mm -hmm. um so I think that was the one of the biggest hurdles we've we've faced is just like how do we how do we get there even like financially and like that that is like an important part of like a startup and like growing um I think that's the biggest one I think also it's like people say this all the time it's pretty true like entrepreneurship's like pretty lonely like if you like put everything into like 
this into a company you're working on it like six seven days a week over like many many months you like only have so much time and you like find yourself like also thinking like what kind of people do I want to now surround myself by like who do I want to learn from um do some of my old friendships not serve me anymore like have I changed so much in a year from building this thing that like now I'm suddenly like kind of alone like like things like that right I think that that's like a very true thing that happens I'm sure will like keep happening over time Mm -hmm. but it's cool I also think you if you like you're making room for new people and I've met a lot of other cool founders now who I'm like oh you like I don't even have to explain myself you like fully get exactly what I'm thinking which is yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I think that's so important, like prioritizing ourselves and our growth as much as like the people who around us who like want to continue with us will stay and the people who don't won't. And it's challenging sometimes because you have these friendships or these people close to you that you've had for so long sometimes mm-hmm. that it's like challenging to like distance from that or grow from that. But I think that's just like the circle of life. Like people come and go, mm-hmm. teach you a lesson and sometimes leave and sometimes stay. And it's like the beauty in that. Mm-hmm. definitely yeah. yeah how do you guys feel about like moving to New York like new jobs like meeting new people yeah <laughs> I mean like I feel like I'm so different I feel like I'm constantly been different like when I came to college I became a different person and then moving to New York you just like meet so many different people and me and Ishika have like gone to so many events and like meeting mm-hmm. so many different people from like different walks of life that like have such different stories and it's like crazy to be in this like bubble of like just like such like creative people but also people who are like such in the professional world it's like so crazy to be in this environment with like literally everyone from anything from creatives to like people in finance to like people who love I don't know walking dogs like it's like I don't know it pushes you to grow a lot too in a way that you never thought um it's yeah it's crazy yeah I Going off that, I think New York is obviously like such a melting pot of people. Mm-hmm. I think something that I've been uh, like noticing with myself or struggling with a bit, I think maybe is because like growing up so close to here and also going to school very close to here, I think I have a very like established support system. Again, like I have a lot of friends who who also kind of came to New York after college. So like there's a lot of us in similar experiences. And I think sometimes I feel like I can get caught up in the people in the things I already know and the comfort of of all of that which I've been feeling myself doing lately and I think I really I'm like trying and wanting to make a little bit more of a conscious effort to like mm-hmm. put myself in in more uncomfortable mm-hmm. situations yeah. um because I, I do think it's great I love that I have um like my best friends around me but also like I think a lot of people I've met through my work have moved from like California and have moved from different states and they kind of have to start over and like seeing how they have put themselves out there and met people I kind of think I need to push myself a little bit more to do that because I've been feeling myself kind of like staying in my comfort zone a little bit I think mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean it's so easy to do that yeah. Like, yeah I this is what I know and it's it's great too you're like it's I love great. these people it's so fun it's yeah. great yeah yeah that's yeah. okay yeah <laughs> I think I've also like really just pushed myself to grow. So my parents don't live in New Jersey anymore. They moved to Texas. So like I just like had to get a home for myself here and I don't want to move to Texas. So like I was like, (laughs) I'm going to move to Brooklyn, like figure it out. Um, And I think like that really like forced me to like 
be independent mm-hmm. and like seek out like different friendships and like grow in that way because like when you're put in this like uncomfortable position where you start to like support yourself a lot more and I can't just like go home whenever I feel uncomfortable or anything like that yeah. it just you know makes you grow a lot and I yeah. do think Monica's I, I really feel like like obviously like seeing Monica and being like close to her I think she's very good at at putting yourself out there in, in terms of like meeting new people I think you're very intentional about that which Thanks, I think I no, I I really <laughs> see that I think it's something I I notice I'm like I it like kind of inspires me I really want to do that too I'm glad <laughs> um, so I have another question for Mitali um sure. what so we kind of talked about okay some of the struggles do you have any moments where you've been like oh my god this has been so worth it like like you know like some of those moments where you're like wow like okay I'm validated yeah, um, yeah I think we like because we're trying to we're, we're going b2b so like we're yes. really trying to get into coffee shops as opposed yes. to like focusing e-commerce d2c mm-hmm. yeah so um I think like when we first got into mama like that was like a yeah. really exciting like when I saw that I was like, <laughs> we're so I like the girl all the time <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so that was pretty exciting I think like press wise um there's like a few cool things like we were yeah. on like the February like food and wine um edition yeah. um Yay. which is really cool yeah um, that was super exciting yeah um yeah just like some recent pitches like that we've done with like bigger coffee chains cool um, if fingers crossed they work out yeah. I think like even just like landing like the pitch and like getting to have the opportunity to be in those rooms it was like really cool because it's like yeah. I don't know you're in a room with like people who've been experts in specialty coffee for the last like 15 years and you walk in there like not acting like your 24 year old like startup founders who like had this idea from like being a college barista and you're like Mm -hmm. hey here's like the problem here's the white space here's what we're solving for and then these experts are like yeah wow like in the last year we've been like trying to find something to solve this problem this is a huge need and it's like kind of cool to see that we like observed like a need in the market that's like going to be there over the next like five to seven years just from like our own experience and consumerism like very very validating Wow. Yeah. So cool. That's really cool. I know. I was going to say, I think, like, obviously, it's putting in so much work into something. Like, you're talking about how much, you know, like, how much goes behind the scenes to do something like this, right? And a lot of, like, you have to just have a lot of belief in yourself, a lot of faith in the process and mm-hmm. patience. I think it's sometimes like it's so nice to kind of get that oh my god other people also see this vision and other yeah. people can also like also like see what we're doing that's such a like validating and nice feeling mm-hmm. yeah it definitely is. I mean yeah there's just as many people who are like yeah what do you know you don't know yeah. what you're talking about True. like no one wants True. this what are you like just like really horrendous things people love, people mansplain a lot oh and, like, that's I'm the whole sure thing too. <laughs> I'm sure. Do you ever but, feel but like, yeah, do you ever feel like because, you know, we're younger, like they just think like, oh, like you're like a little kid type of thing. Do you, have you ever experienced that? Yeah. I'm also like, I'm 4'11". So like, I definitely don't give off like. <laughs> I'm 5'0". Yes. 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 There we go. <laughs> yeah. Like tall business person vibes. Like my cheeks are like two gulab jones. Like yeah. I, I like, look like a baby, but like, I, I'm like, I'm walking in there. I'm like, listen, I'm here yeah. to talk to you for a reason. Like, take you need to take yeah. me seriously. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's definitely people who are just like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. you don't know anything. And then I'm usually just like, like, I'm like, also, I'm like, I don't, you don't, you can't talk to me like that. Or you can't talk to like small women like that. So I'm just yeah. like, okay, I like to take their hand. I'm like, thanks for the feedback. I hope yeah. you see our product everywhere in six it, months. Like, just yeah. like, <laughs> it's also like, why would you want to work with someone that like also doesn't, 
Like, you know, you want to work with people who want to work. Yeah. It has to be both sides. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I I think you, that says more about them than has anything to do about you. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're intimidating them. (laughs) (laughs) So I have, I have, I guess one more question going off of that. Maybe this will be our last question, but what, so what was the experience like, like going to a coffee shop for the first time and like ordering your product? Like that'd be such a, such a surreal experience. Yeah, it was really cool. I just yeah. like, I think the first coffee shop partnership we had was um, Sacred Coffee in Princeton. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because I was like, I just did it so easily because it was like a hometown coffee shop yes. that I've been to super often. So like, I kind of knew the baristas there and stuff. And then I pitched them. And then when, when it landed there, I like went with my dad because my dad's like yeah. my coffee buddy. So we like went together mm-hmm. and he was like so happy and like, we yeah. just, I don't know. It was like a very gratifying feeling. Yeah. You know what's so funny? <laughs> Sacred Coffee is also where me and Ishika thought of the idea to start a podcast together. That no is way. True. Wow. That was that good vibes. It was, um, <laughs> we hadn't caught up for a while. So we were like, let's go get a coffee. We went to Sacred yeah. and we like sat outside and we were just like talking. Every time me and Ish talk to each other, we get very deep. Yeah. And I'm just like randomly, I was like, do you just like want to start a podcast together? <laughs> And we were just like sitting outside Sacred, and yeah, I guess like that's, that's where it all started. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's Sacred awesome. Coffee in Princeton, honestly. Something I think about if that you, place. <laughs> yeah, something about it. Okay, I guess like my last question, I guess, is like, what has been, what is your favorite part of like growing up in New Jersey and like living there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hmm. You know, that's a hard question yeah. it's a hard question <laughs> i do think as i've grown up though i think i've realized how much i like jersey the more i grow up like when I was yeah younger, yeah I, like, I think it's like located in the perfect place like also even just like we have been to new york before before even yeah. like moving here i yeah. think that was like nice i think there was just like a very like community aspect mm-hmm. to where we grew mm-hmm. up like mm-hmm. everyone was like if these are my friends they're like my family and like everyone was very close mm-hmm. and like a lot of my friends who I'm like still really good friends with are like from high school or like yeah. from my neighborhood or something so like yeah I think yeah the, like the community aspect is really strong because there are a lot of people who I've like yeah. met post-college who are like oh I don't know anyone from high school you still talk to people from high school I'm like <laughs> yeah like they're, they're great you know like so I think it's just like completely different yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's true I feel like being in New York sometimes when I say I'm from Jersey I get a lot of looks so like, like, like oh, oh, you're from Jersey. Jersey I'm like Jersey yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> I told Mana said this yesterday I think I was telling yeah. her that lately everyone any time I meet someone new and I tell them I live in Jersey City I've been getting so many eye rolls lately like more than usual more than usual <laughs> I'm like I need to have I need to like have my comeback ready because it just hurts me. I'm you like, like sorry, I have, have my own bathroom. Do yeah, you sorry, have I have my own bathroom and living space. Like it's so annoying. <laughs> People hate no, it. It's okay. I don't have sunlight, so if that like makes you feel happy, like literally, it's so depressing. <laughs> no, oh I God. feel I used to live in the East Village before I moved to Williamsburg, and my it was I did not have sunlight either so I totally feel you <laughs> yeah it's literally. the price you pay for mm-hmm. you're right you're I right. agree I agree <laughs> um okay I feel like that was a really good episode I definitely learned like a lot and very inspired to like really mm-hmm. get after it now <laughs> yeah yeah 
thank you so much for coming on like talking mm-hmm. about your knee i think definitely learning about kind of your, the process and everything was so interesting to hear and I, mm-hmm. yeah i think a lot of people are gonna find yeah. that really fascinating yeah i guess like where Thanks. can we find transcendence on instagram in person and yes. yeah yeah it's on um so it's like transcendence coffee on instagram tiktok um and website too um mm-hmm. and then in, I think on our website, we have like a store locator at the bottom. So you can find all our like yeah. cafe partners and like store partners. So yeah, definitely check that out. But yeah. this is super fun, guys. Honestly, even just as a conversation, it was really yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. I, I, it, it's just so much fun to like, just like learn new things. Also just like have a chat. So that was really good. Yeah. I know. I mean, yeah. we've been wanting to like do this for so long. I'm so glad we were able to make it happen. It was a long time <laughs> so coming. Fun. We kept talking about like we had to ha- have to have Matali on the pod because it's yeah. so interesting to like see yeah. someone from like the same hometown and like have like these creative paths. It's like, I yeah. don't know, it's like nice to connect after that. But <laughs> cool. yeah. Thanks guys. Of course. Thanks so much Thank for coming you. on. And as always go hype Matali up, um, go follow the pod. <laughs> you guys know, I give you guys all the socials every single time, yeah. but everything is also down below. So yeah. Thanks so much for listening and you'll hear us next week. Bye. Thank you.